You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. It is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Yep, she's got it right. You found the right place. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley. Uh, here getting into the final weekend of the Big Ten regular season. Illinois sitting one game behind Wisconsin, so they have to beat Iowa. They need Wisconsin to lose Nebraska as we uh, just again are a reset. That's where we are right now. If that happens, Illinois gets a share of its first Big Ten regular season championship. Recognized <clears throat> regular season championship <laughs> uh, since 2005. Let's make sure we get that in. Um, let's first though, talk about, uh, again, the, the last game um, that was – it wasn't pretty, but look, it, it, as we talked before, it's a win. 60-55, DeMonte Williams uh, with the 14 points in that one. Uh, Trent Frazier, double figures. Uh, Kofi, only 11 points, but only seven shots, four of seven. Um, this was an ugly game throughout, but the bottom line is you have to win these kinds of games. And listen, if Illinois stumbled and lost this, we'd be having a different conversation right now getting going into the Iowa game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, at the end of the day, you're they count wins and losses. Um, not You don't get style points very often, especially in March. So March is about getting the dub and moving on. And, um, you know, it's in now we know that DeMonte Williams, our, our Illini guy, is just a scoring machine. He's just been held back all these years by, uh, you know, we know that now. It's just Brad Underwood's just holding him back. He just needed this, needed to become the scoring machine. Yeah, he's basically the Swiss Army knife of the Big Ten. You know, you need some three-point shots. Well, maybe DeMonte will do that this this game. You need somebody to stop a four. Well, maybe DeMonte will do that this game. You need somebody to get a big rebound. Well, maybe DeMonte will do it. An assist, yeah, that too. Um, and even he's got a couple of uh, rebound dunks that are on his uh, list now. <laughs> so the, the man seems to do whatever is needed to win. He's kind of the ultimate team player. Yeah, he's like that box of Armin Hammer baking soda in the back of the fridge. A thousand uses is there when you when you need it. He keeps things fresh in the uh, <laughs> in the Illini refrigerator. Um, you know, but it, it was funny watching that game, and I was reminded of of last year that I think teams forgot because he doesn't shoot. He, he doesn't look for a shot. You forget when his feet are set. That set shot, he's money. There was only there was only one shot he missed. In, in rhythm that I can think of now, Brad, you were, you were courtside, so you may have a, a different view, but of the game, the ones I saw, I mean, once he was in rhythm and, and didn't hesitate and feet were set, it's, 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 it's like, it's automatic. Yeah. You know, the, most of the ones he missed were when he hesitated because he was right. thinking, Oh, are the, I'm so open that I don't know what to do. You know, it's one of those situations. So when he gets his feet set, he's, he's money. He's been, he's been working. He's put times in the gym and that's what he said, uh, post game, you know, DeMonte, you know, he's really talkative in the post game press conference as usual. And he, <laughs> and he, uh, told us how he, uh, you know, he's just been working in the gym and he, he feels like he, if he gets that open look, he can knock it down. He's got confidence. Yeah. And, and basically I know this year has been a rougher year, but last year he proved what he can do. And, you know, the, the Penn State staff took a calculated risk. I don't, we don't want the ball going into Kofi. We don't want to get dunked on or be unable to stop him. So we're going to make these guys shoot. And they weren't able to get into Monte's head. That's a tribute to him. And that's why, you know, Coach Underwood says you need to get old and stay old. 
and Illinois uh, is old. There's some gray whiskers uh, on this team, and we'll uh, we'll uh, celebrate those gray whiskers on Sunday night, senior night, as Iowa comes to town. Uh, this is uh, now suddenly a, a ranked matchup. Illinois coming in at 20 in the AP poll. Iowa up to 24 after their big run. Um, again, as we, we mentioned last hour, they're playing very well right now as well as anybody in the country right now, Keegan Murray individually, a sophomore making that giant leap um, to his second season. Um, let's talk about Iowa a little bit and, and who will Illinois have in terms of being healthy? Do we know where Jacob Grandison is right now? Uh, RJ Melendez and Benjamin Bosman's Verdonk. Um, the injury list for Illinois has always been um, for this season has been one that has just been Brad Underwood. It's, it's unbelievable what he's done considering he never knows who he's going to have night in night out. Yeah, it's rough, man. It's always something, you know, I mean, they've lost Austin Hutchinson for the season. They missed, you know, Curbelo 20, 21 games or whatever. Kofi's missed games. It's, it's an, it's a never ending list. So right now you got RJ Melendez. Looks like he, he actually practiced um, the day of the Penn state game. So looks like he may be able to be available against Iowa. Uh, Benjamin is uh, having some vision issues with his, uh, where he got the elbow in the eye. So, um, I, I don't think Ben Ben will be available. So they'll only be down one guy. So maybe they'll have another guy back and get a little bit healthier. But yeah, Iowa is Iowa's hot. Uh, Murray is, you know, uh, he's definitely making a case right now. Maybe maybe he's going to pass Johnny Davis for Big Ten Player of the Year. Um, so he's got he's got some impetus there to um, to maybe get that get that Big Ten Player of the Year title, even if Iowa can't win the Big Ten. So. Um, this is uh, it's an interesting game. I, I think it's the matchup. They got the Iowa uh, Kofi inside. They can't match up. How do they combat him? And how do they on the other end? How does Illinois guard with Kofi having to maybe be stretched out with guys who can shoot the shoot the three? Yeah, and I mean Illinois has got to figure out the defense because this Iowa team is the fifth you know best scoring team in the country. They're number one in the Big Ten. They're averaging about eighty five a game. Uh, they're going to put tremendous pressure on Illinois just to keep up with them. So Illinois is going to have to get the handcuffs out, but they're also going to have to shoot well, because if you don't shoot well, uh, it's a long evening when you're going up against the Hawkeyes. And what a difference in styles, a big contrast from the slow it down. We're going to milk the clock as much as we can. Nittany Lions to the run and gun. Uh, we're going to score as much as we can and have some fun. Hawkeyes um, <laughs> coming up uh, on Sunday. Brad, put on your coach's hat for us in our uh, final uh, 90 seconds here. Um, what do you do to, to, to combat uh, Iowa? And as, as you guys talked about, again, finding this defense again, we've had some defensive lapses in the last, uh, last few games. I think the biggest key with Iowa is you have to really do a good job. They, they're going to space the floor and spread it out. Illinois has got to good, do a good job of um, you, you know, keeping Iowa in front of them and limiting their three-point attempts, making them guys, you making them shoot those mid-range shots. I think offensively, they've got to pound the ball inside, make Iowa guard Kofi. Um, and, and if they do that, and then they can make good decisions and knock down wide open threes that they're going to get, I, I think it's a game I'll like to win. You saw in Iowa City when they played in December, Illinois really dominated that game outside of maybe a four or five-minute stretch where Iowa had like a crazy run when they pressured and only turned it over. That's not going to happen at this point in the year. So this is a, if Illinois can really pound it inside an offense, make it difficult on Iowa, make them guard Kofi inside and just limit their three point shooting. I, I think that they can, they can win this game at home. What a nice win this would be as well, Mike, um, in terms of trying to get quad one wins and make sure you're at least going to be on that three line if not try to get into the Big Ten tournament and, and make a bid to move up into the two line. 
Yeah, the, the Illini have their their um, work cut out for them. You know, I've seen some places that have them as the fourth fourth seed. So that puts them in a precarious uh, position. You don't want to be that dreaded five to have to play the five twelve game because we know how that can kind of turn out. So, um, you know, the Illini have got a lot on the, the plate as well. And, of course, I don't think they need much more reasoning than having super seniors who are playing their last home game against the hated Hawkeyes. Well, and it's right here in front of you, too. Um, you know, let's let's say Nebraska can knock off Wisconsin, like you said, if it comes in, and this is your Super Bowl right here. So, again, Illinois, Iowa, 6.30 tip-off on FS1 Sunday night. That game is a sellout at State Farm Center as everyone honors the seniors for this Fighting Illini team. Quick timeout here on the uh, Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. We'll talk more brackets. Our bracketology segment is coming up in a moment. Uh, some teams to look out for, and we'll break down who we think is deserving of number one seeds. That's next. You're listening to the Illini Guys Radio Network. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future, and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and it's much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. I'm DeMonte Williams. When it comes to hustling on the court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, DeMonte. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. We continue here on the Sports Spectacular. Hey, how about the Illini Women Big Ten Tournament? And uh, the big win Wednesday night as they knocked off Wisconsin 75-66. I caught up with Adelia McKenzie, the star freshman after the game, and here's what she said. Big win tonight, 75-66 over Wisconsin in the Big Ten Tournament. Um, Adelia, tell us about this win in Indy. It was a great win. The team played well. We worked hard, and we just executed on offense and defense. What was different about this game? I mean, you, you, you guys have had some struggles lately. Um, you'd lost 11 straight going in to this one. What was different on this night that, that maybe um, uh, from, from the, from recent games? We were just more locked in and just being in the big 10 tournament, we knew we still had an opportunity to just prove ourselves and to play again. So we wanted to just, really focus on just fighting and showing that we do have what it takes. So really kind of coach Faye and the coaches just saying, listen, wipe the slate clean. We're, we're zero, zero, no wins, no losses. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what we said. <laughs> Almost like I was in the locker room, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I looking through uh, Kendall Bostic had just a fantastic game, um, 12 points, 16 rebounds. Um, season high six assists. She was like a playing like a woman possessed in this game. Yeah, she played really well. Uh, well, what five players in double figures? Uh, tell us about it. Leah Nice game. Yeah, Leah shot well, but that's not a surprise. She's she's our shooter, and she just really played her game. And just our whole starting five scored in double. This is which was this amazing because 
it just shows like we have what it takes to win. We just have to be more locked in. And I feel like that game against Wisconsin, we were just the most locked in there. We played the best basketball we've ever played. I mean, it's got to give you guys confidence moving forward. It's what you and I have talked about before. We, we all talked about it here on the Sports Spectacular. This team has a lot of talent, and, and that's the thing that um, I know I've talked with, uh, with Kendall and with Aaliyah previously um, and talking with you that that's, I guess, kind of been the kind of the big question mark is it's not that you guys don't have the talent or the skill, it's had, but it, it, you haven't been, put, haven't been able to put it all together. Yeah, it's just – putting it all together and just, of course, working hard. But we had a really tough year with, like, COVID and injuries and people being out. So it was just a tough year this year. But the most important thing is that we didn't give up and we didn't stop. Yeah. Well, it's your first Big Ten tournament. What was that like, the experience of of going to Indy and getting to the arena? Tell us about what all that was like. It was so exciting. Like, soon as we got to the game, there was a cameraman like following us and like recording us. And I smiled in the camera. But it was just fun playing on the court is really bright lights. And I mean, of course I'm used to it, but it was just fun playing on a different court. And it was amazing. It was a really, it's been a really good experience so far. Now is this is probably a dumb question. Is that, was that your first time playing in an NBA arena? No, okay. it's not. Okay, okay. You're seeing. So that wasn't a big deal. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, used to, used to it. There you go. That's right. Well, a big win, 75-66. And again, all five uh, starters in double figures, including yourself. Congratulations for that. Um, and as, uh, as the coaches said, you're now 1-0 uh, going up against uh, now a team in, in Nebraska, the next game. Um, how are things different 24 hours later going into a game against the Huskers than they were going into uh, this game against Wisconsin? Well, it's Nebraska's first game, and it's our second. So I feel like we're just more excited, like more riled up. Like we got the first one, we're looking for the next one. So I think just it's been more intensity, that game, more intensity. Uh, You know, and so I think, yeah, this is uh, the start of something good right here, right now, this week in Indy for Illini basketball, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so are you off now to what's your pregame prep? You got study time. What's, what's next? Well, we have like a hour practice going over scout and getting shots up and then come back, rest and do a little bit of homework. And then we have pregame meal and then we get ready for the game and leave to go to the game. Now, what's, what is that like? How different is that from what you've, you've experienced before? I mean, obviously, you've been in tournaments in high school, and you've done that. You've gone through the, you know, the grind of the season where it's, uh, you get through with the game, and you're already scouting the next game, plus homework in between. What has this been like where you've got one game every day, and how has that been different? It's been, it was, it's been more busier. Like, of course, there's free time, but I just feel like if you play day after like day, it's just grind time all the time. Whether you I mean if you have schoolwork, you gotta grind with the schoolwork, then get right back on the court and go at it. Okay, awesome. Well, we'll let you get to it. We know you got a lot going on. Illini, Nebraska, uh, Thursday night on BTN, and uh, good luck. Get that, get that title. Go all the way, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, thank you.
Uh, tough game after that, though. She uh, went out in the Illini team, and they couldn't keep up with Nebraska. 92-74, they uh, get the loss Thursday night, so their season done. 7-20 and on the season, they finish. And a lot of question marks, uh, Brad Sturdy, for this Illini, fighting Illini women's basketball team uh, going into the offseason. Yeah, it's definitely a program that is going to be in transition. Um, I, I think that you're going to see – um, price, you know, the changes possibly coming. Um, I'm not sure who it's going to be um, leading the team next year. I think there's a lot of question marks there um, and what they do, because they do have some nice young talent. They do have some nice recruiting class coming in. How do you fit those pieces together? What do, what do you do with the staff that you currently have? A um, lot of, lot of question marks. And I think that, you know, over the next uh, couple of weeks, a lot of those questions will be answered, but you know, it's, it's been a, it's been an interesting, you know, period here in Illinois women's basketball because, you know, you just really sit. They haven't been good since Teresa Grintz was there. I mean, to be honest, they've had some moments or flashes where you thought they were going to turn the table. Maybe it was a they thought they, they had some good recruits coming in, but it just have, haven't been able to get that uh, winning culture uh, instilled. And so hopefully they can do that in the future. Yeah, I think there's a lot of great talent there. Adelia being one of them. Uh, the freshman, uh, Aliyah Nia, sophomore. Um, Kendall Bostic, the Big Ten leader in rebounds from start to finish. Um, Odin, I mean, there's a lot of players here. We've got the Jackson, the point guard coming from Chicago next year. So uh, rooting for them, certainly. And, um, and we look forward to, to talking more with uh, Adelia next week and in the weeks to come as we kind of track what that team is doing stay with us much more to come here on the sports spectacular are you tired of your website making your business look bad is your current web developer dropping the ball let's face it if your website isn't making you money it's broken let neon rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers neon rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across north america building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices they can do it for you too what sets neon rain apart they actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Well, you know what? The second annual Illini Guys $1,000 Bracket Challenge is just days away. Cash prizes for the best NCAA tournament bracket. But you must be an Illini Guys member to be eligible. Go to the website IlliniGuys.com. For details, Sports Spectacular continuing here in this first weekend in March. Bracketology time. Hard to believe, guys, that uh, we've got just one more show before the Field of 68 is announced. Um, it's exciting. Great time to be an Illini fan. That Gone are the days of wondering if you're going to make it. Now the question is, uh, what seed will you get? Let's start with uh, number one seeds. Brad, who do you like in the on the one line? Well, I think uh, Gonzaga and Arizona are pretty much locked in, barring a complete collapse here down the stretch. I, I feel like those two teams have shown themselves, and they have they have they are legit good teams at the top. 
then I think you you have I think for the other two spots, legit, there are five teams in the mix. I think you've got um, Baylor and Kansas out of the Big Twelve. I only think one Big Twelve team is going to get a one seed. I think Kentucky and Auburn out of the SEC, and then Duke out of the ACC. Now, the, my problem with Duke, I don't think they deserve a one seed because they haven't played the strength of schedule that other teams have played because the ACC sucks. But but I do think that they are going to be in the mix because it is Coach K's last year. They, they want to be in Chicago instead of Philadelphia and all this stuff. Already putting that out there. I, I, I'm feeling like they could sneak into that fourth one spot. But I think the Baylor-Kansas, they're going to probably play again in the Big 12 tournament, you would think. And then Auburn, Kentucky could play again. I think Auburn's sliding a little bit, in my opinion. So I think I think Kentucky's a dangerous team. I think that they they slide into that one spot along with one of the Big Twelve teams. That's my that's my prediction. Yeah, it's hard to go too far from that. Arizona is would be my number one team if I was going to rank them personally. Um, and I do think Gonzaga right there, and I'm in the second slot of the. Uh, of that area. And then finally, I guess I look to, if I had to predict now, I think Duke's going to get every call that they could conceivably get in a tournament that they really don't need those calls. And I see Duke taking uh, the third number one. And then I think Kentucky's going to slide in um, over the, you know, in, into that fourth one. And I just don't underestimate the, um, the sympathy that, Coach K is going to get in his last um, his last go round, so to speak. And Lord help any team in the tournament who's got to go, you know, in the last two minutes of the game. If that's a if that game's neck and neck, um, it, it's over. Yeah, uh, I can't argue with any of that. I think that I can also see another scenario because I can't argue with it. But here's another possibility that I, I think Baylor, with already, um, boy, I, I, I uh, like Baylor. Yeah, I like them a lot. I like their resume. The fact they lose their center, they keep winning. Um, I mean, they've you know what a job Scott Drew has done down there. I mean, in terms of again, coach of the year candidate, you got to consider him with what he's done. Uh, lose four out of five starters, you lose your big man yet you're still going on. The twelve wins that they had, and they'll get more before their resume is complete against Quad One is going to be really hard to lead them off the top line. Um, even if they don't win the Big Twelve, I, I think they, I, in my mind, they're the, they're the three team. Um, and I think I think Kentucky may be the most dangerous team in the country. They're right there. The one thing Kentucky has, this Kentucky team has, that most Kentucky teams don't, is that they have experience and a basketball IQ. They've got guys with, uh, starting with Oscar Shibway, with Severe Wheeler, and, and I, I'm going to say Ty Ty Washington as well. They've got high basketball IQ. Grady can shoot. He puts himself in positions to shoot. Men's can shoot. Um, forget the guys you have coming out the bench. I think this is a really good Kentucky team. Given the right matchups, could win it all. I mean, they're 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 outstanding. Um, you know, one one thing we did not mention, some names we did not mention are Big Ten teams. They kind of almost kind of cannibalize themselves. They're not going to get that that top line. Do you see Wisconsin or Purdue or even Illinois? I, I don't think Illinois would, would, couldn't get it the way the resume is. Could a Big Ten team slide into that one uh, that last one spot? I think it would have to take one of those those other teams falling apart, like losing the all their regular season games left, and then losing. Uh, in their first game of the tournament, something like that, to drop below Purdue because – and Wisconsin. I, I, You know, Wisconsin's got a pretty darn good resume with their wins, but I just don't think they're that good. I mean, I, I keep saying that. I mean, they've been so lucky. They're 15-1 in close games. That's that's insane. I mean, usually teams – a good team would be like, you know, 10-6, and 11-5 in those 16 games. They're 15-1. and one. That's nuts. And I think it's 14 straight or something. So, 
Um, yeah, I think Wisconsin sits, Purdue sits on that three line. I think Wisconsin sits on three line, Illinois on the four line. And then I think depending on how they cannibalize themselves in the rest of this regular season, and then in the big 10, you know, uh, tournament that that'll kind of tell us who slides into threes, fours, whatever with those teams. But I think they're all going to be top four seats. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, I liken the um, Wisconsin Badgers to the 2001 Chicago Bears. 2001 Chicago Bears were the worst 13 and three team I've ever seen in the NFL, but they're still 13 and three. So it's hard to argue against their the results. Um, and and the thing is, is Wisconsin just doesn't seem to beat themselves down the stretch. So you kind of have to do what Illinois does, which is kind of pound them early and make sure that uh, make sure that down the end, it doesn't matter that they don't make mistakes. So here's my question. So if you're getting ready to play a team, you know, Wisconsin wins all these games. Would you like to play them? Because you almost know you're going to have a chance to win at the end. I mean, you're going in as a lower seed, maybe like a six seed. And you're saying, and there are three, you're like, Hey, I'll play them because I know I'm going to be close at the end and I have a chance. That's where if I play a, you know, Kentucky or somebody like that, or, you know, Tennessee, they might run me out of the gym. You know, Wisconsin's not going to do that. You're going to have a close game. Would you rather play them? Oh, certainly. I mean, I think that's a, that's a, a great point. And I think, you know, again, the, uh, the only downside is, is Wisconsin, if, if you're down, you know, in the last two minutes with them, they're not going to hand you the ball or do something dumb to allow you to win. You can still beat them, but they're going to make you do it. And, and that's admirable, you know, uh, trait for a team to have. Um, like I said, the 2001 Bears, they were 13-3. and Got to give it to them, but they weren't that good. <laughs> I'm thinking about the 2009 Louisville team that took advantage of the, the bloated Big East and only played like the other top two teams like once each. Um, they feasted on the bottom. Somebody had a great, uh, great stat on IlliniGuys.com, and I forget the source but was contemplated something like 11 of their big 10, 11 of their 19 big 10 games so far versus like the, the bottom six and everyone else had like six games, seven games against those. I mean, they've yeah. really taken advantage of schedule wise and you don't know yeah. going in. It's just the way it's worked out. Yep. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. They've taken advantage of what they could do. And that's to their credit, you know, at the end of the day, you got to play the teams that are in front of you. And if you beat them, you win the conference. So that's the way it works. So, you know, give them credit. And yeah, but I, in the NCAA tournament, everybody's zero and zero. So it's a different animal. And all it takes is one time when your bank three pointer doesn't go in and then you're in trouble. Yeah. The yeah. only thing I would say about Illinois is if they get the benefit of the doubt from the committee on the amount of injuries they've missed, if you couple that with a big 10 tournament, you know, championship, maybe they can pop it up, you know, to the three line and, or maybe, you know, with some help to the two line because they have been injured more than any team in the country other than maybe Houston. And it seems like the, the committee does take that into effect. And it seems like with what they did last month, the, the you know, the, the pre top 16 that they had that they announced that was considered at the time they were the last three Wisconsin, the first four, so they were going to be given that. And I think that's an indication they will consider the fact that Colfi missed five games. Corbello was out two and a half months. They may become a part of that. Get a win uh, Sunday against Iowa. Get another one or two wins, uh, quad one wins, quad two wins um, in the Big Ten tournament next weekend. And you make that argument then for a uh, three seed. There's no question about it. We'll talk more bracketology next week as we get ready for the actual field of 68 as well. 
and uh, break down some of the other teams. There's some, there's some, some mid majors that could really make some really big noise because of the way they're going to be seated. Their seating is not going to match their resume. Uh, teams like, uh, like Iona teams like uh, Loyola. I know it's a bad word. Sorry. Um, but uh, you know, if they're at Murray state Belmont teams like that, that are, are really some really good teams, North Texas. And we'll talk more about that next week as we kind of get some of these uh, conference uh, champions from the, um, the smaller uh, conferences filled in. Hey, quick break right here. Stay with us. More college hoops as we count down to Illinois versus Iowa. You're listening to the Illini Guys Radio Network. First weekend in March. All oh, that means uh, it's it's a month, guys. I don't know about you. I sleep so little the month of March that I, I mean, a lot of times, like I make myself sick. Like it's not uncommon for me to like get into the end of the month and wind up like at the doctor's office. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Especially when you're traveling around to the big 10 tournament, the NCAA tournament, man, it makes for a fun year, fun month, but it's also very, very taxing. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. It, it's just a, it's the, it's one of the best times of the year. I mean, what more can you ask for? Yeah. this And, and this year, the unpredictability is going to be, amazing because you're just not going to have those favorites that we've really had at least a couple teams every year of my life and this year it's like a randomizer so it really is going to keep you on the edge of your seat yeah and i know that uh, rad and i will be uh, among uh, the team we're going to have up there uh, in indianapolis at the field house there for the big 10 tournament that starts it's going to tip off wednesday uh, second round on thursday after the illinois win over penn state this past Thursday night, we now know that the Illini will get a double buy again, like they did last year. They were the two seed last year, um, but they're, we don't know when they're going to play. I mean, they could still be the one seed, could be the two, could be the three. We don't know whether they are. They, we do know they're off until Friday. I mean, look at this, these games, though, and it's, it's, it's so exciting that you get, you get so many teams. You're going to have some teams that are, uh, are solid NCAA tournament teams play on Thursday. Um, that, that are going to, are trying to, to get, to find the way into the tournaments. Um, it's just a fantastic setup. Yeah, no question. You, you think about it, you've got a team like, you know, the, 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 uh, either Ohio state or Iowa is going to be probably the five seed right. and playing in that, having to play on Thursday. And those are two teams that are really good at Ohio state probably wants a day off because they've played so many games <laughs> and last and same with, same with, you know, Michigan, they like you, um, they play like 12 games since February one, I think you mentioned, but it's, uh, I feel like, uh, this is a, this is a fun bracket and, and, you know, you go down there and you look, you get down to Michigan state could be like the nine, eight, nine game, man. Do you, I mean, they're not playing very well, but the, you know that they have enough talent that you get them the one eight, nine game won't, isn't a gimme. That's for sure. Yeah. And then you've got teams <clears throat> like Michigan state or Ohio state, um, particularly like, like Ohio state might be the five seed. You put them in the ACC and they're probably number two behind Duke. You know, I mean, it's, it shows you the teeth of this conference that you've got a, you've got a, you've got such good teams that are, are looking at a five seed, a six seed, seven seed. Um, this tournament is going to be, I think, uh, you know, again, I, pro line, I want to see them win. But when you, when you look at the teams that are out there, it, it's going to be a nip and tuck every game and three games in a row, not a lot of rest. You're going to see the coaches get a chance to really decide who plays, you know, save some legs and who puts the different strategies out there. Should be, it should be 
um, something that'll keep our interest and, and hard to predict. I wouldn't want to be betting on it. <laughs> no. And you mentioned uh, Duke and the ACC. What a contrast. Whatever team uh, wins the, the Big Ten tournament, we'll probably have to go through three ranked teams to get there. Whoever wins the ACC won't have to beat any ranked teams unless they beat Duke. That's that's the, that's that's the difference in 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 terms of competition uh, when you when you look at this in, in these matchups. And you're right, you get a team right now, Michigan State. They always find their mojo in March. So to your point, that's never a gimme. Rutgers, um, they've got to get probably still at least one more win, I think, to 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 get in. Um, they they need they, they they still need to pad their resume. But they played as well as anybody, and like you said, you could have Iowa possibly as the fifth seed. I mean, it's it's just an, it's insane, really, when you look at it. We don't know um, be, we don't know the matchups because we, that's how, as we talked earlier, it's how convoluted it is. But other than Illinois, who's the team that you think can uh, has a, the best chance of getting out of this again without knowing who's going to play whom? Yeah, I think it's wild. I, you know, I don't know. I, I think, you know, Iowa's playing really well, but when you're a team that relies on offense so much, you get these grinded out games. Um, can Wisconsin keep winning every close game that they play? I, I think that's intriguing to see what they can do. I, I think Purdue has, you know, the most maybe depth and experience depth in this situation, playing close to home. If it's not Illinois, I, I think they're my pick to, to win this Big Ten tournament. Yeah, uh, Purdue's the the Purdue is would probably be my second pick to win it. I think if it's not Illinois, um, I would pick Ohio State, uh, but I'm not certain with the number of games that they've had to play due to the COVID cancellations that their legs can handle the whole tournament. Um, if not for that, I think they'd be my number one pick. I'd probably slide Purdue up above them because they're slightly more rested. But every team has their their Achilles heel. Purdue doesn't really play much defense, which is weird to say. Um, Illinois has these cold streaks. Iowa, you know, they, they, they're, they're basically an offensive juggernaut. So it, it makes for great matchups and it makes it hard to predict. Um, but, but I'm, you know, I'd like to see the orange and blue pull it out. Absolutely. And how about that Ohio that you mentioned that let's say that they, they don't uh, get the, the four seed and the double buy and they had to play on Thursday and they reached the championship game. That would be 16 games for them in the span of, um, of about 42 days. Um, that is just, that's uh, that's, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of running. It's a lot of, uh, of pressure. I, I still think the best two teams are Illinois Purdue. Um, I don't know if the bracket's going to work out to where they're going to be on opposite sides of the bracket. We'll, we'll know come Sunday night, but it, it would not surprise me. Go Nebraska. That's right. Go to Nebraska on Sunday. Uh, take down, take down Bucky Badger, if you will. Do us a favor on this. Uh, that's the one thing I think that that um, it'd be great to see those two on a Sunday with the entire country watching uh, for the Big Ten title. What a great, what a great moment will be for the Big Ten. But at the same time, as your to your point, this is one where we could see a, a seven or eight seed upset their way into the the final. That's just how really tough this league has been uh, this year. Stay with us. We're going to take a, a timeout right now. Lots more to come, though. We're going to break down uh, our All-American picks right now. Yeah, Kofi probably is on there, but who else uh, might make our top five? That's coming up next here in the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future, and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. 
UC's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at UC Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Attention travelers. Next Tuesday, a major hurricane will cause complete chaos throughout the city. Food, water, and phone service will be in short supply. There will likely be panic citywide. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Disasters don't plan ahead. You can. Talk to your loved ones about how you're going to be ready in an emergency. Don't wait. Communicate. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. The Sports Spectacular continues. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley, we're the Illini Guys, getting you ready uh, for tournament time. Don't forget, IlliniGuys.com, we've got complete pregame and postgame coverage of every game, and we will be in mass in Indy next week. Mr. Sturdy, uh, Mr. Elijah Smith, Mr. Joe Clark, Mr. Larry Smith, uh, Mr. Kendrick Prince. It's almost a cast of thousands we've got it covered for you. And, of course, we'll uh, be doing the radio show as well. Um, and updates, all the Illini minutes, all throughout the Illini guys radio network as well. So uh, we got you covered. It's what we're trying to tell you. A lot of stuff coming up. Hey, college basketball, um, everyone talking, you know, last week we talked um, uh, Big Ten player of the year. How about All-American um, this year? Who, who is your five All-Americans? Mr. Sturdy, why don't you start? Yeah, it's interesting this year. Um I, I think it's uh, much like last year. You may have a situation where you, you, if you go by position, it's different than maybe if you go by, um, by you know, the best five players. And so uh, I, I, my, my all Americans, I think, I think Johnny Davis is going to be on the all American team. I think he's been fantastic. I think uh, Oscar Sheboy is going to be on the all American team just because he's rebounds everything. Um, uh, I think Kofi Coburn is on my all American team um, as, as one of my all Americans. Then I think the, the odd part is I think you're going to see um, some guys who maybe haven't had as good a year as expected that are going to make it. Um, I think there'll be somebody from the West, uh, uh, Benedict Matherin, um, and he's been really good, but that team is just loaded, you know, so uh, and they're going to be a one seed. So I expect that. And then I think you're going to are coming at me. Um, I also think that's it's all hard. about Coach K. He, he's, <laughs> done, I, he's done more with less again. I know. I know. Got like seven McDonald's All Americans. I know. It's the man ama- can't you know, be expected to do more. I, and he's it, like a hundred years old, and he's got like a bunch of guys who can hardly barely walk and chew gum, and he keeps winning. It, it is amazing. It is amazing. I mean, Kofi and and Georgie were really talking about Coach K turning these seven or nine uh, All Americans into something every year. It's amazing. Um, the, the, the guy that I would like to, to sneak in being a big 10 guy, I just watch EJ Liddell and I just, I know, I know he's probably not going to, he's, he's kind of on the outside looking in, even in the big 10, but I look at what he does for that team. And I'm not certain if there's anybody outside of Kofi that's more valuable than he is because he passes the ball, he rebounds, he scores, He's, and now he's even occasionally the decoy, you know, for Branham. Um, I'd like to see him up there. But again, this is a stacked year. Um, and I do think Johnny, Oscar and Kofi are the three that you can almost take money to the bank 
the other two kind of goes with with you know the, the east coast bias west coast bias etc you know we had um um Mike DeCorsi of the Sporting News, Big Ten Network, Fox Sports, was on the show last week, and he said the same thing. You're going to see some second-team All-Americans that any of the year would be first-team. I mean, that's how loaded they are. You're right. I don't. I can argue with any of those guys. I think Jamari down in uh, Auburn's outstanding. Brad, go ahead. What about Keegan Murray? Yeah. How yeah. good has Keegan Murray been for Iowa? Yeah. It's fantastic. I mean, that, in most years, that's the first-team All-American. Yeah. And Big Ten Player of the Year, he's probably not going to be either one. Yeah. And, yeah. And yet, to your point, we list seven, eight guys. He wasn't one of them. And to your point, he is terrific. Yeah. He's a terrific player. And he's a big reason why I was having the success that they're having going into uh, we're going to project a loss uh, in Champaign on Sunday night. But yeah, Keegan, <laughs> but Jabari Smith is someone six foot ten. You know, I, I think of I, I think of him the way I thought of um, uh, John Morant. And by the way, watch his highlights from the 52 point game of the night. Uh, if you want to be wow, best highlight reel ever from one game, John Morant was unbelievable. I think, incredible. I think of Jabari, the way I think of John, that when I watch him, I'm like, there's a pro, not somebody who will be a good pro, not somebody who might develop into a good pro. He's a pro right now. And not just what he does. It's the things he doesn't do. He doesn't get rattled. He, he does. He doesn't get off. He, he stays focused. He keeps with his assignments. If he messes up, he, he fixes it the next time. Uh, he's got a wonderful temperament. And if he's not a number one pick, I want to see who, they're going to take over him. So, um, yeah, All-American coming out, I, I agree with all those guys. I think Kofi there, and I think Sheway is outstanding. And uh, I agree with Mike. Sheway probably is your player of the year um, when it all comes out, even though we'd like to see Kofi in there. We'll see. Still some time. Um, hey, we're getting into tournament time. Uh, give me a couple teams you guys are watching for to make some noise um, during the conference tournament week. Man, it's a, it's interesting. I, I really think, you know, as I kind of look out to the – I think the pack, a lot of these conferences have teams like I look at the Pac-12 and I see um, an Arizona team that I think is just better than everybody in that league. And that doesn't mean they can't lose. I see a lot of teams. I think Tennessee, Tennessee to me in the SEC is a team that might be a little bit of a sleeper. They could maybe make a run in that conference tournament the way they play. And, I, and I, I'm with, I think the team that's playing maybe the best in college basketball right now is Baylor I mean, outside of Arizona? It might be Baylor, and, and so they're a team. They go through. They run through that Big Twelve. They're probably one seed, and you're going, "Ooh, Scott Drew. Maybe he's better than Coach." Hey, oh no, sorry, can't say that. That could get me banned from radio. But anyway, so yeah, those are the teams that I'm kind of watching for. I think a sleeper team, and I, I hate to say this, hot one of the hottest teams in the country right now is Iowa. Offensively, they're insane right now. They are scoring at will, and in the Big Ten, they're a team that you know you, you really probably don't want to, you know, you could get on a roll and really make it hard on people in the big 10. Yeah. And I hated to say Iowa, but that's exactly who came to mind for me, especially when they get in the postseason and people won't be able to muscle Keegan Murray the way you can in the big 10. Um, and, and I just, I think the big 10 is the, the conference. I don't know. They could, I could see a scenario where everybody is done the first weekend. I could see a scenario where you might have two or three teams make it all the way to the final four. It just depends. This is going to be the best NCAA tournament of all time because I think there's more parity. The, the, the NCAA is finally turned into the NFL, and I think it's going to be like almost any game. You don't know what's going to happen, not just because it's single elimination, but because that difference in talent isn't as big as it may have been in the past. 
I've got Mike about- just assured that all four one seeds are going to the final four. <laughs> I know exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and and they'll win every game by thirty. <laughs> we, we've got to get to a break to get to our, our last thing, but very quickly from both of you, do you think, Mike? Do you feel that way? And and Brad, you too. Do you feel that way that the parity is here like we've never seen before? Is that because of the transfer portal and and the the, the new rules that there's no sit out year and and the free agency, if you will, among underclassmen in college basketball? No, it certainly doesn't hurt. I think that helps bring some parity. And look, if you don't play a kid who's got some talent, he just goes to the next school and can turn it around instantaneously. Or a guy like Plummer can say, hey, I want to go somewhere where I can play a role that's important and handpick his school. It's pretty amazing, and it's going to really change the way high school recruiting is done. Yeah, NCAA basketball as a whole is definitely not like the West Coast Conference. So it's definitely parity. So you've got everybody can – I mean, I, I feel like they're legit. I mean, there's 10 to 12 teams that can win the title this year, and and, and there might be more. I mean, you know, because – and I, I think also another issue with parity, we don't know how good a lot of these teams are because they've missed so much time because of COVID. We've talked about teams playing 12 games the month of February, things like that. It's, I think there's a different, it's kind of a different animal. We'll kind of see what they are once they get in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. And one of those teams, I think that that has um, benefited as much as anybody would be Auburn and Walker Kessler coming over. And, and I mean, I, I think that Shaq has the sec record with six triple doubles. And I think, I think Kessler has two and he almost had a third. So he, I mean, he's coming in one year and he, he, he almost is putting himself into the same category as Shaq, which is scary. And when I watch him play, I think, North Carolina, could you have used him this year? Boy, did you mess that up last year. And <laughs> What were you thinking? So lots of fun to uh, come here and uh, get tracking it all uh, on IlhaniGuys.com. Time for a quick timeout right now. Much more to continue on the Sports Spectacular. I'm Kofi Coburn. When it comes to facing my opponents on the basketball court, psh, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, Kofi. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000. HX Home Solutions. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promise. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. 
Here to finish things up on the Sports Spectacular, Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy. Um, you know, one thing we haven't talked about yet, NFL Combine. And uh, one of the strange stories, always something bizarre happening every year when they are measuring and, you know, seeing what these guys are all about. Uh, the, the quarterback from Pitt, now his his hand size is is an issue, Brad. Yeah, it's weird. I he's His hands are eight and a half inches. It's like, it's such a, it's the weirdest thing. Well, it's about ball security. Your hand size and your ball security, I guess, go hand in hand. That's what they tell me. So I don't know, but I, I was, I know that afterwards, don't you all go measure your, does everyone go measure their hand and just see how big their hand is just to make sure that you have good ball security. So. Yeah. You know, small hands, small gloves. So ultimately I think um, I, I was so happy to see, the Illini guy, the Illini guys, Illini players, um, getting some respect. Kirby Joseph is um, just doing a wonderful job moving up the charts. He's even been in a couple mock drafts as a first round pick. So um, Lovey definitely has an eye for talent. <laughs> yeah, Vidarian Lowe there also, and Jake Hansen, and then Blake Hayes, the 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 punter. So it's a it's a good group. You know, it's nice to see Illinois represented at the combine. Yeah, it's great. It hasn't happened every year, so it's uh, nice to to see those guys uh, over there. Hey, the other uh, big story that you we talk about is uh, as we're chatting each week, Major League Baseball. Um, simple question: Are they ever going to play? I mean, I, I just at this point, one week has already been canceled, and it feels like it's almost inevitable. Inevitable. That's just the beginning. Yeah, I, you know this this whole thing is just kind of crazy when you think about it. First thing that you you have the lockout whatever okay we need to then you wait like two months to finally decide we're going to start negotiating it made no sense start right then you want to lock them out fine then let's go you know i, I put this 90 percent on the owners um but i, I also don't I, I have a hard time with the players being the victims and their you know million dollar salaries I, I don't feel like they're victims but at the same time the owners are the ones that need to get this make some uh concessions here and get this done yeah, it's unfortunate, but it looks like this sport's going to manage itself right into obscurity. Uh, NFL and NBA are poised to take over, and they're going to gladly do it. I remember that when I covered the the work stoppage back in 1994 and 95, and I was at CNN at the time and um, working the desk that night when they finally resolved things in early 95 and got things going after they'd lost the World Series for the first time ever. This feels so much more different because our society is different. And we already don't have the attention span. We're losing young fans all the time. They're going to soccer and lacrosse and other things. Um, I, I just, I, I, you know, each time we always, we do wring our hands and say, oh, I hope we can survive. This time I, I really think it's real uh, because the prices are, are so high already. The tickets, the, the economics of it. Uh, I'm just, you know, uh, I'm, I'm concerned. I, I hope they can figure it out, but it's, uh, it's too bad. Hey, two hours has gone by again, way too fast. Thanks again, everybody coming through and listening. Uh, big game Sunday night. It's the, the final home game of the year. Let's honor the seniors. Illinois, Iowa, 630 tip off on FS1. Complete pre and post game coverage as always on IlliniGuys.com. We will talk to you next week from Indianapolis for the Big Ten Tournament. Go Illini. I-L-L. This has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.